Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And here Boo. we are. Here we are. Boo. Episode 144. Oh, 144, man. I'm getting up there. We are. So, Did right. you guys... I didn't even address address it on the... Because well, we're recording on a Saturday. Yeah. Yesterday, episode an episode came out on October 9th. Mm-hmm. Did you guys happen to hear that I put your guitar playing and Z's beatboxing in as the intro? You know, I didn't. I <laughs> as you, I, yeah. I want to check it out. I've not I, heard. I it. didn't. I didn't uh, talk about it at all. I just didn't put in our old intro. I just put that intro in there, and I just hit record and go and go. And so <laughs> it's gonna have that in there, and then we'll start talking. So it's just gonna awesome. be super random. People yeah. are gonna be like, "What is this? What happened?" That's no, good. It'll be uh So you're technically a recording artist now. Oh shit. That's right. So if we ever make money, I get some royalties from this point on. Yep. Yay. Yay. Yeah, no, I was uh I got I remember you saying you're gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So I got And I, I kinda of forgot, dude, I didn't post that episode until like 
Wednesday night. Yeah. I just dude, I've been so busy at work. And if it, generally, if I don't get it uh, uploaded and everything on the, like the weekend we record, mm-hmm. I end up kind of forgetting about it. And I'm like, oh shit! And yeah. Then, I, then I'm scrambling, and I get home after like a 13 hour day. I'm like, fuck! And so I just I didn't do much with it. I just plugged it together, uploaded it to the interwebs, and there we are. Because I was gonna do like a little public service announcement, like, hey, I'm sparing you guys our both you know stupid fucking intro this week, and you get to listen to James and Z. <coughs> The recording artist debut. Yes. But I didn't. I was like, ah, fuck it. We'll just put it up. Yeah, it's better to just have it random. Super random. Yeah. They like to fuck with people's, you know, they think they know what's going on. And then you just find some way to break up their, their, their expectations their expectations a little bit. Well, it's kind of, I mean, it goes with the whole theme of the podcast. It's a jiu-jitsu podcast, which we talk about jiu-jitsu, what, 30% of the time? No, come on. Get out of here. That's generous. <laughs> Say maybe 25. All right. (laughs) So. It is. It is. So. Well, cool. Well, Z's dying to show you. Sorry, Z. I got to talk. His card. So, we'll get to the. It's the coolest card. We'll break it out, dude. Let's hear it. (laughs) What is that? It's it's from school. It's a private. It's a primary number card. I was just trying to. Oh, you. that's not even a. Uh, Here's the real card. Pokemon card. All right. See, so he was fucking breaking up your expectations <laughs> he was. too. He He's did. pulled out Pokemon cards every time. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. So. But anyway, so here we are. Here we are. Now we got a real Pokemon card. So yep. just the number eight. It's Steelix. Its name is Steelix. It has 190 hit points. It's a metal type, of course. <coughs> and um it's a uh, first stage is onyx um it's a tax or tackle which does 30 damage and tail crush tail yeah tail crush which does 80 plus damage its weakness is fire type which does 20 more damage its resistance is Psychic types, which does 20 minus damage. It's a rare. It's little, um, word. It's little thing down here. Is it is it chews its way through the boulders with its strutty jaws. Its eyes can see in the darkness underground. Oh, cool. It looks like kind of this um, metal snake snake with spikes going out of it. It's like somebody ripped off the head and spine of a monster. And then the spine <coughs> became a tail. That's and, what it looks like to me. And um, there's the head, just a normal boulder, a boulder with spikes, normal boulder, boulder with spikes, normal boulder, boulder with spikes, normal... Normal boulder, pointy tail. Okay. It's a good visual. All right on, man. How's things been going, dude? Good. Did you tell them? His... Uh, also, Dad's going to get a gun. Yep. His, uh, it is on the... Finally ordered some up. I infected but... him. Yes. So, no, yeah, and he's... Uh, he's all His nose is all messed up from the... Smoke. I mean, it's crazy. The freaking smoke moved back in from the wildfires. It's cleared up now. It's pretty clear today. Yeah, but there was a couple of days that it was pretty bad down here. <clears throat> we got to where you couldn't see the mesa. 
uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, I guess uh, I was down to tell you, tell you right every day this week. It yeah. was a little smoky down there, I think, on Thursday, if I remember right. Yeah. <coughs> Ajax lost his first puppy tooth. What was the last one? I think he's lost that before, so. No, his first. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Thanks for the Pokemon update. Wait. I what? feel like there's another thing. Well, if you remember, you can come tell us. <clears throat> cool. Well, gonna, thanks, dude. We're going to talk about something else now. Okay. So. Ruff, 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 ruff. All right, man. That was Ajax, not me. That was you. Bye. Don't get Ajax fired up. Don't forget your other card here, dude. Number eight. King Tuktu. All right, buddy. Bye. See ya. Oh, Ajax kind of wanted to go. <laughs> Bye, Ajax. <laughs> there you All go. All right. So does the school freak out if he's sniffling and coughing like that? Yeah, he couldn't go to school if he was like that. No. He just got like that. I mean, today is the worst. Okay. So he's starting to get congested. And then, so yeah, today's no good. No. He wouldn't let him go with that. No. If he turned up at school like that, they'd freak out. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah, I know. We went to set up Shallow's booth and, you know, he's coughing and Sheila's like, man, you need to not go around people. People aren't going to want to be around yeah, you dude, coughing like that. In this day and age, yeah, they, yeah, people, depending on where you're at too, some people will freak out. Yeah. You know, so you bring your kid in public and he's sniffling and coughing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, little fucking germ carriers. They are bastards. <laughs> so, did you uh, did you see where the CDC changed to more like just overweight people are at risk? It's mm. not obese, like just obese people, but now just just being overweight, there is a a risk category. There's a risk category for COVID, and of course, oh, shocking! Being overweight is unhealthy for you. I know you can't be fat and healthy. Thanks, CDC. Yeah, we didn't. We weren't aware of that before. Well, you know, they had to wait for a few thousand people to die to start looking at the at the commonalities, and finally they're like, oh yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's like we know that, but they can't say it. They got to get the data on it to uh, to be able to say it. But again, it's silly because it's not. Um, they're not saying it in a way that's like, yeah, you know, you guys need to fucking get in shape. They're saying it in a way that's like, hey, you know, this is why more people are at risk than we thought before and why COVID-19 is so much more dangerous than we thought. And like, you know, all these other people are at risk and it's like, Jesus Christ, no, these people need to clean up their act and get in shape. Buddy, what do you need? It just like spicy bugs. Okay, man, that's fine. You need to go do something else. Go, go find something else to do, all right? <laughs> Yeah, will you keep in... Thanks. <laughs> he gets in these moods, man, where it's just like... I don't know how he does it. It's like he knows exactly what he's not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And it's like he, the, his antenna tunes in to like this negative energy path 
and he just is like going down it. And it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, I, you know what though? I, you know, my gears are turning because I, I think I'm partially to blame for that this morning. So we got talking about guns. And so yeah. just kind of preface this, what I'm about to say for people listening prior to us recording. I brought my guns over to show James. Yeah, Uncle give you, Rob's gun hour. Give you like a little one-on-one yeah. guns and ammunition and holsters and just, you know. And uh, of course, it's super intriguing to a kid. Yeah. But we didn't let him get involved at all. Well, he was and watching he a was, bit, He was watching. Which is, I think, but appropriate the, level for I, I think, yeah, a I kid's think, first time. Like, first time just yeah. to watch. I think yeah. that's good. But I think, you know, as I was just listening to uh, Greg Anderson. Uh, he's a... Um, He's a former um, special forces uh, law enforcement guy, uh, you know, green, you know, army ranger, green beret type fellow, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. You know, the whole, he run, he run the whole gamut of, of that world. And uh, it's funny, he, he just put out a podcast, you know, well, he didn't just put this out, it's relatively new though, about being first time gun owner and different things. And he talks about you know, how to behave around kids. And he's like, basically, you want to just demystify them. Like, yeah. You, you don't want them to be like these, this magic talisman, you know, sword thing. Like oh, sword of course. Sword. You basically, and so he says, from the time those kids can grab and hold on to things, when he has his guns out on the table, you know, taking them apart and cleaning them, he lets the kids, you know, play with them. Yeah. Basically, not, you know, you're not, no. you're not picking them up and running around and playing right. with them. You're you're not, I use the term play yes. with them. Like, they're sitting there with you investigating them you're explaining them to them and that they way get you to experience experience them. them that way you're getting rid of all the mystery it's not it's, yeah. just, it's just a tool it's just like a dangerous tool like a goddamn table saw like a power saw a yeah. power saw yeah. a sawzall you know yeah. those things are dangerous as shit too fuck yeah dude and but if you demystify it then the kids aren't super curious to go around you know looking for it and doing dumb things with it yeah and so yeah you know I, cause I, I thought about dude I actually listened to that yesterday and I thought about that because I knew when I was going to come over today I was going to you know bring home and show you some things to you know help your learning curve out yeah and I and I was like alright so what level of involvement do you have with the kids you know what I mean because he's a curious kid you yeah know, and those you know guns are, we get excited with guns they're fun they're exciting you know so it's totally warranted oh yeah and so yeah yeah you just you know, that's a whole other another line of thinking to think about when you get into firearms yeah kids and safety. no for sure well i was thinking already like you know of like getting them like a good like a pellet gun or something mm-hmm. airsoft or pellet gun yeah just or... something yep. it's like I'd, I'd like for them to have some experience i don't know i wish i had that i don't know I, i'm sure i probably mentioned this but like my uh uncle my dad's brother was killed in like a hunting i mean you call it a hunting accident but they were out shooting turtles on in the lake you know the fucking turtle heads pop up Mm -hmm. pop them with a 22 you know and he was you know uh relatively young but you know his country kids and you know fucking grew up around guns and i you know whether it was him had the accidental discharge or his friend or whatever it was there was an accidental discharge and he got shot in the neck and died how old was he when this happened this was like Seventh grade, okay. eighth grade, so 13, 14. Yeah, so yeah, pretty, pretty young, mm-hmm. and so that obviously affected my my family from that point on, and so I remember like guns being around, like we had at my grandparents, we had a gun case, you mm-hmm. know, that was locked, and there were rifles in there, and you know, so I'm like, I, I saw them, but they were never like 
I didn't do anything. Like you said, like the, 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 no one demystified them. Right. You know, they were around, but no one ever was like, Hey James, you know, okay, we're going to teach you gun safety and how to handle guns and stuff. It was just like this off limit subject because, you know, obviously my uncle had been killed, so they're dangerous and you don't need kids, uh, messing with them. And so, yeah, it was, it was this weird thing where like I grew up in a, like, yeah, they were there, but like it was never something that I was introduced to and, and brought into. So, you know, over the years I've had a few experiences, you know, shooting with, uh, things like I said, I've been to the Rocky Mountain Gun Club and, you know, shot handguns a couple of times there. So I'm not completely inexperienced, uh, but yeah, it's never been something where somebody was like, oh yeah, this is, and, and so like, I don't want that for Z mm-hmm. or even like Shiloh. You know, which is funny because right now she's in that, you know, stage where, you know, guns. uh, And but I have a feeling that if she actually is around them and and uses them, like it's a chance to shoot and that her thoughts might change some. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's like, oh, well, this is it's not this magical thing. It's just a tool. It's just, just a, a tool. Yeah. It's literally just a tool. Yeah, just a tool. And right. so that's your, uh, you know. But on some level, man, it, it is more than just a tool. I mean, it is, you know, you mentioned it earlier. Like, you know, it's like a samurai sword. When you draw it, like, you do it with the intent to fucking strike your enemy down. Like, that's got to be your mindset. It's not to, It's not a toy. It's not to defuse situations. Yeah, you don't use it to command control of a situation yeah you know what i mean you don't you don't let people know you have it you run through every option that you possibly can before you pull it because like if you pull it it should be that that level of like oh it's deadly force time yeah deadly force trying to like you said stopping the threat versus killing them that's not the goal isn't to kill but you know uh versus in musashi's time it was uh to kill but it's the same mindset and it is the the weapon of the day and so to not, you know, you're, you said like when you get a gun in your life, like things change. And I've been thinking about this because it's, it's one of those things like you, you, you live in one of two worlds where you're either like, I don't, I don't know how to put it, right? Like if you don't have a gun, you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, what, how you mentally deal with that is up to you. Some people are just kind of in denial. Some people are like, well, the police are going to handle it. You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts. And I, you know, I told you, like I've had my thoughts on like, you know, why do I not need to get a gun? You know, what's the mental gymnastics that I can perform that allow me to feel comfortable with being vulnerable at the end of the day, I'm vulnerable. And so, and then it's like, well, you know, no, now I'm not vulnerable, but I have a responsibility because I have this, you know, this power that, so now I'm not vulnerable, but you know the responsibility is mine now to make sure that I handle it properly and and you know uh, respect the spirit of the thing. Uh, really, ultimately, is what it is. Like it's, I mean, you could say like handgun skills are a martial art. Yeah, I I, I would agree with that 100. percent Yeah, it's you you have to approach it like that. Yeah, you got to train. Yeah, which is uh, which is you know cool. I, I I'm I'm glad I finally pulled the trigger. It was. One of these, you know, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. something I've thought about, uh, but I'm glad I, you know, the, the journey was fucking hilarious, man. Like, I thought I'd found the gun, 
that you'd sent me the link and I'm like, all right, this is the gun that Rob said to get after we talked. He made that list for me and I'm like, oh, fuck, okay, cool. And then the, I, I told you, like, I didn't see any movement on it. And finally I sent him a message like, hey, I don't know what's going on, you know, I'm new to this, but, you know, what's the, the timeline on shipping the gun? And then the guy calls me the next morning and is like, oh, man, somebody accidentally sold it in the store and we didn't take it down from the site. So... But I had these other two, and one of them was the Elite Subcompact, mm-hmm. and then he had the the SFX, the the Canic TP9 SFX, and I'm like, well, you know, the TP9 SF is what I wanted. The X is just got to be like extra cool or extra good <laughs> <laughs> or extra stuff. I don't know what the X stands for, but it's so got to be. Fuck it, let's go for you it. You know, it's a TP9 SF, so. All right, and uh, that's hilarious. So he was like, oh, I'll, "I'll cut you a deal on that," and so yeah, you know, he, he knocked a few bucks off of it uh, for me, and so yeah, then I get it on the way, and you're like, uh, "Well, there, there might be a few problems here, James. One, it's a big ass gun. Like you're not sticking it down your pants, or you can, but you I can. Mean, after today, we we're you know, uh, you know, talking about it, and you let me try some of your holsters, and I can see like, yeah, it's a competition shooting gun. Yeah." So it's big fucking long barrel. It's a bigger gun. And uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, so I had that, but then I'm all like, fuck, dude, now I don't have a gun I can use for concealed carry. And that's really like part of what I wanted to, to have it for because, you know, I wanted to be able to do that. And so, yeah, then I go to the store and <laughs> fucking impulse buy the, the SIG P365. It's funny, man. I did some reverse research, you know, like where you look into something after you bought it, right, so you just can to, justify so you, your no, purchase. To, so you feel more comfortable <laughs> about your purchase. Do you know how many times I've done that? In my life? Uh, yeah. It's so oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I'm, I was like, Whoo, "All right, this you're is trying the, to this, get rid of buyer's remorse. Yeah, the buyer's remorse search. This seems to be. Uh, it seemed to be a good gun. It was, you know, in the in the in the <clears throat> reverse research I did. <laughs> You know, all the the recent, you know, top concealed carry guns. I mean, it was like one of the top mm-hmm. two or three. And like I said, it, you know, a 12 round magazine for a gun that small is, uh, you know, even like Glock start. And like I said, you know, they came out with a larger capacity concealed carry because it, it changed the game, I guess. Like changed that was the market. Yeah, that was the consensus. It was like handgun of the year last year. And so, so luckily, I think I got a good one. But I did get to hold it. Like, that was the thing. It's like, I, you know, I'm buying these guns online and it's like... You don't get to feel it. You don't even get... Yeah, much... You don't get, yeah. <clears throat> so, I at least got to hold a couple different guns. And I, I really liked the way that that one felt. You know, like I said, it... Uh, I'll be interested to get your take on it when, when I get it and you get a chance to yeah, hold it. Yeah, I'm looking it. forward to shooting it. Because it... Uh, the, the feel, like I said, was... It's, it was... It feels like it sits in your hand, you know, not on top of your hand. And so, like, it felt like you're just, you're moving your hand and not, like, a gun. Which, again, like, I don't know, uh, it may be a good thing or a bad thing, but it def- it had a, a different feel. Which, again, I could just be, you know, well, no, I held it for, like, ten seconds a well, couple times. Yeah, I mean, and once you start putting rounds through it, and then it'll change. And it's, it, guns are, like, any anything. Like, you buy a good running shoe. Like, let's say, I fuck, I don't need a running shoe. But anyways, like a good running shoe that you really like and fits your foot good is going to be great. Then I go buy it and I'm like, dude, this is terrible. It's fit, you know, as with anything. Because they're all designed a little different. You know, the ergonomics, some of them are curved here and flat here, vice versa. You know what I mean? There's differences to every 
Yeah. Every firearm, every fire, firearm manufacturer out there. So that is, in an ideal world, a good way to do it. Is even it's even a better way to do it is if you can go shoot them. Shoot them right, yeah. Shoot them, and then and like, okay, I really like that one. That's why I like the setup that they got at the Rocky Mountain Gun Club, which I never went to. You could rent and yeah. try them and stuff. Yeah, like I was this close to pulling, like, to getting a gun. Um, a few years ago, like I'd been to the range a couple times. I, yeah, I think it was like a, a Springfield, like it was, I don't know. I liked it. I'd shot a couple different guns. And I was like, oh, I like this one. I like the feel of it. And it just, for whatever reason, just didn't take that next step and like go and, and go through the background check. Cause, cause we were talking about it, man. Like it's not easy to get a gun. No, it, e- even here, <clears throat> like here in Colorado, as far as you know, compared to a lot of other States, um, I hate to say it like this, but I don't have another uh, way to say it. Or no, this is good. a good way to say it is our gun laws aren't very restrictive. Right. If, if you want, like, say you were to compare it to like uh, New Jersey or California or New yeah. York, like they have a lot of really restrictive measures. I mean, fine. I think in New York they're just straight up. You can't own a handgun. Like you to get like a concealed carrier handgun, like it is a major process that's crazy yeah I forget what it is I mean, I'm speaking a little out of education on that but I know it's super restrictive you know in California they have like a 10 day waiting period like yeah it's yeah. a lot of stupid and it's that's what's funny man this pandemic hit and all these fucking lefties that voted for all these really strict gun laws are now like in California you know because California is really hard left like they're pissed off because they, they, you know, it's always put out there in the news that you can just go online and buy a gun and have it sent to your mm, house. Yeah, no. That's not how it fucking works, man. Not, like, even here in Colorado, we have magazine capacity limits. You know, guns can't get sent to your house. They had to get sent to an FFL, a federal firearm license holder, which is generally a store. It can be an individual. Yeah. There has, there's a background, background federal check. background check. Once the gun arrives, you have to go do a background check. Like it's not you don't just order the fucking yeah. thing. You can't just. Subscribe. I still have. I still don't have any guns in my possession. No, and you've I've, purchased two. I've bought two guns. You've, you've bought two guns yeah. in the past week. Yeah. And they still haven't shown. You don't actually have them in your possession. No. Yeah, there was the delay with the shipping and stuff. But even then, it's like it's going to get here Tuesday. I still got to go in and go through the background check, which yep. can take another two days at this point. Yep. So yeah, yes. there's there's a process. So that you know that process, the the friction you know, stop me from doing it, even though it was like, you know, like a, you know, like a 20 minute wait or whatever on the background check. Right. It was just going through the background check for some reason. So, but now I, I wait as, you know, as I was joking around, like it's actually good I'm getting into guns now because especially with ammunition, like it's, you know, you, you're like, oh, it's so expensive. I don't know any different. So... To me, this is what ammunition costs. So when the prices go down, you're gonna <laughs> right. be so happy. Yeah, I'm like, I'll, I'll, it's gonna be really hard for me to have sticker shock from this point on. It's like buying a house at the top of the market or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, but yeah, but man, even then, man, you're like, you know, seventy cents around. So, I mean, a thousand rounds is what seventy bucks. Seven hundred. Seven hundred. Is it? Yep. Yeah, ten is seven. Yeah. And a hundred is seventy. And so it's seven hundred. Be a thousand, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, yeah, I'm trying to do that. It's not seventy bucks. It's seven. No. Okay, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's so that yeah, it's fucking, it's an investment. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, it's it is what it is. I've waited till like the hardest, worst time to get into it. So, you got into it a little earlier. 
Uh, but you know, I'm still a newbie at it. But you know, like I say, it's such a can of worms, and you know that's where I, there's a lot of ignorance out there and a lot of lazy people. And if you're, eh, again, I bitched about it before, lazy people. But it comes with a lot of responsibility and a lot of things to think about. And if you're not willing to do that and put in the work and the training, like you shouldn't get one. Yeah. You know, it's it's the same thing. Like if you you go adopt a, a rescue dog that's super dog aggressive and an asshole. You got to be. That's that's like a loaded weapon itself. You got to be a very responsible owner. Yeah, self responsibility. It's, it's it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not just like I say. You once you purchase a firearm, you have your life pre firearm, and then now that you have one, you have your life after. Like it changes what things yeah. you have to think about. Man. It should. It, it should. Yeah. If it doesn't, yeah. if it doesn't, you shouldn't own it. Right. Yeah. That's why it's like. You know, like I was saying, it's like yeah, it's just a tool, but it's more than just a tool because you do, like you're saying, like there's that that line, like you know, most people aren't going to be like, you know, that was my life before I got my leaf blower and my life after my leaf blower, like maybe, maybe, right? But it, so, it, like if you're treating, that's that's kind of what you're saying though. It's like, man, you like you got to respect it. It is just a tool, right? It's not this magical thing, but by the same token. You can't treat it like any other tool and just have it and think you can just fucking store it and never, you know, you, no, you got to, there's, um, it's not just going to ward off evil spirits. Yeah. 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 You got to, you got to train with it. Mm-hmm. I think training's the thing. And like, that's the difference. It's like, I don't need to train with my fucking lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, you know, I can stick that thing over there and it's going to sit there and when I need to pull it out, I'll pull it out and it's going to be fine. But with a gun, it's different. Like you have to approach it more like a martial art. It, like you need to train and know how to use it properly and use it safely, and uh, not just think that it's like your fucking lawnmower that you can stick in the closet and pull it out every six months. And and uh, you know maybe maybe that works for some people. I don't know, but it just seems like I just know for me, man. Like and I got a family. Like that's the thing too is like I got to make like triple sure that everything I'm doing is is super safe yep uh for not just me and you know but for for everybody so which i know everybody who owns a gun needs to take into consideration but it's a uh you know yeah when you got a kid in the house well so not even so again there's so many there's so many things to think about but you don't even realize um what those are until someone like presents them to you so (laughs) you got to think about too so okay now you're a firearm you have it to protect your family if someone's to enter your house, let's say, well, you need to, you got to, you know, first, you know, everybody, I believe every family member in the house should be familiar with that firearm, know how it operates, you know, demystify it for everybody. Everybody needs to handle it. Everybody needs to shoot it to a certain extent. I mean, yeah, you know, but everybody needs to be aware of it. And then you also, you got to have conversation with your family about a plan. Like if someone is to, because like you, you think about where your bedroom is and you think about where your kid's bedroom is. If you came out of your bedroom and you had to engage in somebody that's standing in your living room, yeah, you can't ethically shoot at that motherfucker right there because it's going to go through there. If you miss them or even if you hit them, it's going to go through them. And you have both your kids' walls in their, their bedrooms directly behind that person. Yeah, You have to think about that. And so you got you to you have to talk with your kids. Like, hey, if you hear a bump in the night, you guys don't come running out into the living room you know you, you got to come up with a plan yeah. you know like a basically like a battle plan like if like a fire escape plan you got to have the same thing like if you're willing to introduce this thing into this situation you can't just have fucking kids running around all willy-nilly because shit is gonna get squirrely yeah you know and so 
you got to have those conversations. You got okay, if if a threat does come in, how do I address this? It's it's you don't think about all that shit. Yeah, you're like fuck. That's part of the training thing, man. Yeah, which you got to take all that shit into consideration. Yeah, which is I mean I'm I'm fucking excited about it. Mm -hmm. I like having something to train and Mm -hmm. something something, challenging, new to get into and learn. So it's so it's so good for the soul to suck at something, be a beginner at something, and just you know get into it. Yeah, and it's so good for you. Yeah, and you, you, I see people that I work with in my life on a regular basis that you can tell just uh, just this air of ego and confidence, the false self confidence they have walking around in the world. They're like, when was that? When was the last time you did something that you sucked at? And kind of like put your ego in check a little bit. Yeah. You know, to, to make you realize like, hey, you, people just stay in a little comfortable bubble all the time. And it's very easy to be very secure in that bubble. Right. You don't realize how fragile that that is. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's good. I think it's, it's so good for you to get out there and. Yeah, be a white belt at something. Be a white belt at something. Man. Fuck yeah, man. No, that's what I'm excited about. Yeah. Like I, that's, you know. Like, yeah, it's that, that having just, just vast unknown. Like, I don't even know what I don't know yet. No. And, and like, it's kind of exciting. Like, I, I like that feeling. As you see, I get excited about it. You know, I, I yeah. like the opportunity to share my knowledge, my very limited knowledge with you. Yeah. And, you, I mean, you're, you're, you're even taking that with a grain of salt. You realize that I'm just a noob and a beginner. Yeah. And so I'm not trying to pretend like I'm a freaking expert at it. Right. But I can at least share with you the mistakes i have made so hopefully you don't make the same ones yeah or you know it's so well, on and so forth i was uh last night at uh open mat i was talking with ken and i um told him that the quote from the fighter's mind is the book that ken shamrock said like you need three kinds of people in your life to get better at something you need someone better than you who can show you what's possible someone the same is you that you can you know come up with and kind of be like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it. And then you've got someone worse than you that you're able to uh, help bring up because you know teaching stuff is one of the best ways to reinforce your knowledge. And I mean that's you know that's that way with with everything. But uh, yeah, I was telling like this, that's a good open mat last night because mm-hmm. for him, I was like, oh, you got all three of these types on the mat. You got a few of these people here you can practice your stuff on and. Got a bunch of people here who are gonna show you what's possible, but and uh, you know him and Adam are good training partners. Like I was talking to you know both of them, man. Like they're lucky to have each other because they're they both start around the same time. They're both bigger guys, and so you know they're they're friends before this, so they get along real well. But like kind of having that you know training buddy that you're uh, you know that you're able to you know, kind of come up with, um, you know, they're, yeah, they're valuable. Mm-hmm. They're, it's, you're fortunate if you can find one. So, uh, especially at the gym where we've got like six people on the mat. So <laughs> it's, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, same thing, man. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm at the bottom of the rung, but I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the journey and experience and all that, like getting in the competition, mm-hmm. shooting, like that's going to be, fun i'm looking forward to that and uh yeah it's just a whole new world whole new world but it is uh cool i was thinking about i was uh i was reading the book of five rings uh and had a line in there that i hadn't 
thought about uh, before, like really noticed, but it was like, you know, force yourself to develop the skills that you need to be the warrior that you define yourself to be. And, you know, that's, uh, yeah, it's just, that was, I don't know why it just jumped out and it was one of those things where I was like, man, I got to like, one of the things that kind of spurred me, like I got to get a gun because like if you're a warrior and you define yourself to be a warrior, then there is a certain level of like, you know, why would you be vulnerable uh, if you, don't, you don't have, have to, to be? be. Yeah. 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 You know, and so for him, it was the, you know, the sword and training with the sword. And it was like, that was the gun of their day. Uh, you know, that was the most lethal weapon that they had uh, on the battlefield in the right hands. And so like the whole idea of, just you know training with it day and night with the intent of how you're going to use it like it's not a toy and and all of that and it's uh but connected with that too jujitsu like what was jujitsu jujitsu was the the hand-to-hand combat or the samurai if you lose your weapon what are you gonna do what are you gonna do yep because you need to be able to do both like if you you have to you know yeah it's great if you have your weapon and you got to train that was one of those when you're talking about that tactical shooter course i was like man that's great because that's all the stuff like musashi talks about like you don't know how the enemy's gonna force you to be so like practicing just perfect like you know draw and you know shooting at a range man that may not be what happens in real life you may get knocked down and you may have your gun get knocked away and you got to get it and and you know all that stuff and you know like you're talking about you guys practiced and that's you know what you got to do with uh, with that, but you know again as part of it, like what if you you don't have your weapon? Well, you know, thankfully for us, you know, we're jujitsu guys, so we we have a layered self defense system. You know, we're both physically fit guys. We know how to handle ourselves in a physical confrontation, and so having a having a firearm or having a weapon is the last option. Yeah. There, yeah, we have we have another option. We have between, other, we have other options between. I'm walking down the street, whistling, skipping, everything's happy, you know, sunshine and rainbows. To a, holy shit, this is the darkest day in my life. Like it doesn't just go from that to that. Yeah, like I have There's layers. To I, it. I, yeah. I you know I have some verbal skills. I can deescalate things. You know, I'm not obviously not the best at it, but yeah, you know, I, I'm not all a, sorts I, of things. I'm not a complete retard when it comes to that. Like I can yeah. read people, sense things. Get out of there if you can. Okay, now let's just talk to this person. Let's de-escalate. Oh, I'm not. I can't do that. I can't leave. Oh, if this goes hands on, you know, with my jujitsu skills, I feel 99% of the people out there I can probably strangle, you know, if need be. And then, okay, last line of defense. If I if I try to if I quickly assess the situation, none of those things are the correct solution. Then I have that final solution. Yeah, yeah. But you, yeah, you need to have later. You know, I. I was thinking about that when I was going through that uh, handgun defensive class there a few weekends back. You know, quite a few of the people in the class were, um, you know, old and fat and out of shape. Like, they don't have any sort of, like, layered system. Like, they are just weak, feeble people. Right. Dude, I hate to say it, but, like, if they they pull their gun on a, a young, strong, you know, more fit individual, dude... Did they make a mistake introducing that gun into a situation to where it's going to get taken from them? Or yeah, you, you know, I said, huh? It's it's a it's a little scary to think about, you know. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, I was actually I was listening to a podcast the other day. They were talking. This this guy was talking about one of his old like 
drill sergeants or whoever the fuck it was, some commanding officer in the army. And uh, he was talking, dude, the best thing you can do, like, to prepare yourself for some sort of self-defense, combat situation, fight, it's like, you need to be in good shape. Yeah. You got to be in good physical condition. Yep. And yeah, the gun's not a, a uh, an excuse to not be able, to not be in shape. Nope. Yeah, it's like, and that's, yeah. Unfortunately, you see a lot of people like that. Right. It evens the odds. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, technically, yeah. Like you, you know, if it's, you're fat and out of shape and the other dude's in shape, even if he's a fucking trained fighter, man, it's like that old, uh, that, that scene from Indiana Jones with uh-huh. the dude with the sword. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's just pulled out his gun and boom. Like, uh-huh. you know, that is the, the reality of the situation. But, right. um, but if you rely on that that's why I you know kind of just why I was mentioning the jujitsu like I feel like that's that's part of like the warrior mentality and if you're gonna have a gun you know what I mean like if it's part of your lifestyle if it's part of the, you know being the, the warrior that you define yourself to be and yeah if you truly want that to be the last resort and if you do do it that you're the the odds of you getting that gun taken away from you are as small as fucking possible mm-hmm then you do have to know how to like jujitsu or some sort of like grappling art or, or whatever. Like you, like that fills in a gap that, and you know, we know, man, just like, just the, the confidence that you feel knowing that you can handle yourself physically and is, is gotta be different. I think than walking around feeling physically inferior and unsure of yourself, but having a gun in your fucking pants. Yep. And it's like, man, if you're walking around and you have that, that self-confidence and, and you have the gun in your pants, it's like, then it's a different, again, it's like you have a different layer. There's another layer. Like, you know, again, like Musashi talks about, man, like you can win a fight without having like the, your opponent can sense your spirit and realize that this is not going to go well for them and diffuse situations just by your self-confidence, which comes from fucking training Mm -hmm. and you know again for us man like jiu-jitsu has been that like that 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 forge for developing that self-confidence that goes with it now like the handgun training is going to be another aspect to that but i think that like you have to have both because if you just have the grappling and you don't know how to handle a handgun in this day and age i I think you're fooling yourself on some level Mm -hmm. you at least need to know how to handle them you at least need to know if you find yourself in a situation and there was a handgun and, and you needed to be able to use it, like you should be able to fucking use it. It shouldn't be a goddamn piece of Mystery. alien technology, yeah. right? And but uh, you know, and vice versa, man. If you if all you're relying on is your gun, like that's not that's not good either. That's not good either. No. And so it's that well-rounded approach that I think you got to have to like truly have the warrior. Uh, you know mentality these days Dude, a really good story on that this is that this is that greg anderson guy i told you about um when he's kind of famous nowadays too because he was at towards the end of his law enforcement career he was uh working as a cop like a port authority in up in washington or something and when all this pandemic shit came out you know and people were getting arrested for going to the parks and not wearing masks like he was one of these cops that like spoke out about it he's like we don't have any authority to do this this is horseshit and like he he posted like a YouTube video, you know, stating all his this, and he ended up getting fired for it. Mm. He did it in uniform, like yeah. saying, "Hey, what are you? What are my fellow law enforcement officers doing? Like, yeah. this is not right." Right. When he ends up getting fired, but so he, dude, he's you have to. I have to send you a link to the episode where he talks. 
about what happened. So he he was in his house sleeping. Someone came in. Uh, he comes out. I mean, like this guy is former special forces. Yeah. Fucking done. He, then he worked for like private security companies. Like this dude knows his shit. Like he is the last guy you want to fucking go into his house. Well, he comes out of his bedroom with a rifle. And he, he, you know, encounters this guy that's not supposed to be in his house at night. And the guy's like, shoot me, motherfucker, shoot me. And this guy, this guy's like, you know, Greg was like, what? But he could clearly tell right away that this guy was just drunker than shit, had no idea what was going on. And so he, and I mean, this dude can fucking handle himself. And so he, he, the way he stated the story, he's like, he's like, I didn't feel I needed to take this man's life at that point. I felt I could use another option. So yeah. he, he gave his rifle to his roommate, yeah. he said. He sent the roommate, and it was his girlfriend or whatever at the time. He goes, go to the bedroom, lock the door, call the cops. I got this. He's <laughs> like, and then he choked the guy unconscious in 10 seconds. And then, you know, and control him until the cops got there. Yeah. And it's what ended up happening is this, this guy that came into his house. So uh, we had gotten so drunk at the bar or wherever, got into a cab and just gave the cab driver his driver's license. What several years prior to this incident, that guy had actually lived in Greg's house. He had oh, rent, he, had, yeah. he had he had rented a room there or something yeah. before Greg had bought it, and so the the address on his license was was this house. So the cab uh. the cab driver took him there, and this guy was just so drunk out of his mind, he stumbles out of the cab, he goes inside, and some memory files in this guy's mind were like, "Oh yeah, I've lived I live here." Yeah, like, but that was years ago, and so that's how he ended up there. And so thankfully that guy, I mean, he's an idiot, and, uh, and he, but he didn't lose his life over because Greg was smart enough to be like, hey, I don't need to shoot this guy. He's not a threat yeah. to me. He had another. And I have another. I have yep. other tools in my tool bag that are more appropriate for this situation. Right. And uh, that shows the type of guy he is. Like that's yeah. a special human being right there to be able to do that, to be that calm and that rational <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. To, you know, to very, very, very few people in this world would have been able to behave like that properly. Yeah. Because probably, he probably could have shot that guy and got away with it, no problem. You know, depending, I think he was in Washington. I don't know what kind of, what their laws are like up there. But yeah, I mean, it just, it gives you something to think about. Like, he had other tools in his toolbox to address the situation. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only reason I brought that up is just to point that out is. Yeah. You need to have other tools. You need to, God, you need to train jujitsu, man. Fuck yeah. You gotta get out there and put your hands on your friends and let your friends try to strangle you and just beat the shit out of each other and be familiar with what that feels like. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. It's, it is a, uh, when you get comfortable with being uncomfortable in jujitsu, it does help in other areas of life. That's one of those things, man. It's hard to train super like stressful situations like that, uh, in other areas, you know, especially with like, you know, uh, you know, handguns and stuff. And so being able to have another way to put yourself in that situation and like, all right, you know, you got someone on your back and they're choking you and you're like, fuck, okay. The op- like you want to freak out, but you got to nope. You got to stay calm. Step one, do this. Step two, do this. It's like if you can execute, your, stay calm and execute your game plan, then you're gonna get out of that fucking. Well, you know, hopefully you have a better chance of getting out of there. Mm-hmm. And man, that mindset and just that ability to stay calm when and and stick to your your training because that's what you trained. You default. Yeah, you don't rise to the occasion. You fall back to your level of training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's a whole new, whole new avenue. So 
Yeah, we gotta fucking go. Yeah, it's ten, ten thirty now, so I say we probably wrap it up and yeah. eat a little snack. Short episode this week. Yeah, man, that was good. You gave me a lot of good info on the uh, on you know gun safety and just all that. I'm, I'm glad you did because I was gonna tell you, man, when I get this gun, I'm coming over to your house and you're gonna show me the shit. Cause yeah. still, still, as dude, plan on that. Like you, you, you should. Yeah. You should have them by next weekend. Oh, yeah. So we'll try to plan for next weekend. Either head out to the desert if it's nice out. Because there's, there's actually a nice pistol shooting range. Oh, cool. That the, B, the BML or BLM um, runs and operates out north of the desert. Yeah. Uh, so we can head out there, out by the airport. Yeah. Or we can go to the gun club if the weather sucks. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I definitely got to put some rounds Fuck yeah, through them. So. Uh, so cool, man. Yeah, we'll call it that. and we'll uh, Be a white belt, everybody. Yeah. Get out there and train. I'm sure people listening to this, they already do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Yep. Or some of them. If not, do, you should. Not, should be doing jiu-jitsu. There, I, I have Get nev- your friends to do jiu-jitsu. I have never in my life met somebody that has trained jiu-jitsu and regrets doing it. I only meet people regret quitting. You know, there, there's there, it just that person does not exist. Yeah. There's not somebody out there that's like, man, I made it all the way to brown belt, and that was the biggest waste of time of my life. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even I made it all the way to blue belt, and I wasted my time. No, if you make it to, uh, yeah, even if you get a few stripes on your white belt. I was going to say, I can see someone who goes in and, like, gets hurt in their first, like, three classes and quits, and they can legitimately say, like, that was a mistake. Right. But, no, if you put in any time, if you... Even make it, you know, like a couple stripes on your white belt. I don't know anyone who's going to be like, that was a waste of time. Nope. No, no. Not at all. That person doesn't exist. No. No, it's not at all. So, there you go. All right. Call it a wrap. Call it a wrap. See you. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Doggy school, foggy cool, got a froggy outside Molly dude. Now they're calling Daisy Duke, hanging by the lace of their shoes. No trace of the tools, shaped in your face, fuck the rules. Snooze, you lose. One eye always open, it times two. No clue, but soon a brief monsoon might give you a view to choose. Stay tuned, include, won't conclude. To the end is near, beware this consequence is but what you do. To me, you demon. The devil of many levels, I keep on beating For several of them rebels Me, myself, he died Me, myself, he died